Hey everyone, I am Deandra Pruitt. I'm Carolyn Mosley. And you are listening to our podcast. <laughs> We're moms, um, sports moms at that. Sports moms. Full time, yes. all day, every day. We are realtors. Um, both of us are full time realtors in this crazy market. And we started this because we want to share what we go through to make it day to day. Yes. Um, everything that we go through. So you'll get some of um, the good, the bad, the struggles, how we put out fires, pretty much everything. Um, and we wanted to be able to let people see that everything that you see on social media, just the good things, the closings, that's not just it. And we do this while being mothers and entrepreneurs, everything. So it's one of the reasons that we decided to do it. <laughs> She's nervous. Um, I'm nervous. <laughs> so the mini bio if, of me is I've been selling real estate for six years. Six years? Six years. I've been a top producer on and off. Um, this last year, I was ranked 35 out of 700 agents and had a baby because I'm the truth. Carolyn here is my new kid on the block. I am the new kid on the block, so I've not been licensed a complete year yet. I will hit my year mark in June. But so yes, so you'll get the beginning from me. New realtors, how to have a support system that you can count on. Um, the more important things as soon as you get out of school, how to start your business, brand your business, what's important as far as um, being a new realtor and being successful. What made you start now? You said nine months in, why now? Why not? Um, Deandra has been trying to get me to be a realtor for six years since she's in prison. <laughs> and it was just, everything is timing for yourself. And I woke up one day and said, I'm gonna actually go to real estate, real estate school. And she said, no, you're not. And I did, I, I went to school, I took a two week crash course and pretty much locked myself in the house for a month and passed my tests and the rest. She of didn't just lock herself in the house for a month. She read the entire book multiple times, I did. which is insane because when you go to class, they tell you, you don't have to read the entire book. And she read the entire book several times. Overprepared for sure. I did. I read the book three times to be exact. So you said you've been um, licensed for nine months now? Yes. What was your mindset switch? Like what made you say, I'm done doing healthcare that I have a degree in, <laughs> a bachelor's degree, a bunch of student loans, and I'm going to do real estate? So my career switch, I didn't switch careers. I still love healthcare. I still want to be in healthcare just at the level that I'm at. It wasn't it wasn't enough money. I needed more money and you were successful at real estate. However, I was afraid because I was afraid of not getting the paycheck that we get every other week, knowing that I have income and taking that leap of faith, I think came from me just watching you do it. And Oh my god, you're obsessed with me. I love you too. I am obsessed with you, but <laughs> I think we're obsessed like, with each other. Like, that such, like, inspiration. I didn't know that it was totally me. Yes. Well, I always pushed you to want to do it. 
Mm -hmm. um, for me, my mindset switch was the freedom. When Javion was around Chloe's age, I needed that time with him, driving him to practice, taking him places. If I had to clock in, he wouldn't be able to live the life that he lives. So I had to figure it out. So kind of the same thing, just different points in our life. Like when I started real estate, I worked two jobs. I was a waitress. I always worked two jobs for like 10 years and I was just over it. So the minute I got my first commission check, I felt like Diddy and Oprah mixed together, changing the world <laughs> one house at a time. Like it was like, you know how they say that the dope boy when he first gets his first, <laughs> his first, his first, first book. <laughs> I'm listening to Jeezy going to closing. <laughs> it was better than income tax season because unfortunately, a lot of people look forward to that five thousand dollar income tax check once a year. And when you make more than that on your own and you still feel like you're impacting your community, your culture, like I was telling every single mom how to get a house. Like, y'all can do this. You've had the same job for more than two years. You file your taxes. Like, we can do this. Let's do this. It was so motivating to me in the beginning because I felt like I wasn't just a waitress or I wasn't just a Hooters girl. We met at Hooters, y'all. <laughs> Shout out to Hooters of Cumberland. Um, the growth of it, it made me feel empowered. It gave me that, that confidence. So now that you're nine months in, how many houses have you sold? Nine. Well, so, ten. Okay. So basically a house a month. A house a month, yes. Okay. My biggest month was April. That's when I sold four. So looking at my account and seeing... Can we get real real quick? Yes. If you sold four houses, did you make over $20,000? I did. Okay. Okay. Let on me my own. In. <laughs> with your own mouth, with your own voice, with your own hands. Um, so you made over $20,000 in the month of April. Have you ever made that with healthcare? No. Yeah. Didn't think so. No. And it's way harder. And it's way harder. And the, it's different. So you're actually working. It's hard, it's manual labor. You're on your feet for 12 hours or 13 or 14, depending if you're doing overtime. I don't remember ever enjoying my life because I was just on go mode wow. the entire time. And you don't think about it because you have a child to feed and you have bills to pay. So you're just going, you're just going through the motion, motions, but you're not living. I feel like now I'm living yeah. and I can stop and think, although we're busy, so don't, <laughs> not discounting the fact that we're still running around like sports moms, practices, training, on my phone while training. I literally, my daughter literally just said to me, Chloe literally just said to me, mom, you're not listening to me. And she said, you say, uh-huh, but you're not listening. And I said, how do you know I'm not listening? She said, because you're in your phone. Now you're always in your phone. <laughs> Would you like these shoes you got? Do you like your shoes? <laughs> but so, yes. That's well, I'm proud I'm of you. My turning point for you was when you were working two job, three jobs. Um, you had that online thing you were doing and then working at one hospital, going to another hospital, and you fell asleep driving and crashed your car in the middle of the night, ran into someone's mailbox. I was on top of someone's mailbox. But it was brick, the mailbox was brick, y'all. And I knew then, I was just like, 
she just need to listen to me. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you got me. And it that wasn't year. shortly after that, right? COVID hit and you were like, okay, they want me to go to work and risk my life for this little bit of money. I'm not doing it. And you never went back. And I never went back. She never went back. Damn. Probably the most, that's the bravest thing I've ever done in my life to me because my father always taught me being secure and having a backup and making sure things are there before you make another move. And I didn't, I just, I jump off the cliff. Yeah. See, my dad taught me the same thing and he still questions me. Bought, the, bought them a house. My mom drives a nice car. He'll still be like, you don't want to go to work? What <laughs> are you talking about right now, father? <laughs> So I think it's something in their generation that it's just that security because he sees when I don't get paid for three months, right? And I'm like, nope, can't spend a dollar till this closing happens. Um, so now that you've been selling, what is your daily motivation? What's your why? My why is my daughter. It's always been my daughter. It's making sure that she doesn't have to work as hard as I had to work. So I want to make sure that she's okay. If she has children, they're okay. I want to build generational wealth. That's my goal for her, to live her life and not have to worry and stress about bills or money or taking care of her child. Right. If she, God willing, she won't be, if she's a single mom. Or I just don't want her to have to go through that. I want her to live my daily motivation is definitely to not have to go back to work. Um, I don't want to clock in. I think I say this to myself all the time. Like, I do not want to have to do something I don't want to do. And real estate gives me the option of that freedom. Um, it gives me more opportunity. And I want to continue to live that. <laughs> The real estate market is unpredictable. Your clients are unpredictable. So when you are working, you're not getting paid until the very end. So I can do everything right and still not get that check. The anxiety of that, I had to learn how to manage. So now that I'm six years in, I don't want to ever have to go back. <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't miss that feeling of, serving tables and getting $5 tips. I don't miss worrying about my car note being due. Um, but I will say now that I'm a real estate agent of six years, when I get paid, I pay things normally two months in advance because I don't really know the unknown can be scary, right? Right. Because scary. like I said, you could do everything right and then Joe Schmo go and buy a Bentley and now he doesn't qualify for the house anymore, <laughs> right? It, right? It has happened to it me. Um, so I get, you know, why people are scared of it. So the beginning, we kind of already went over your beginning. Yes. Um, my beginning was different. I started on a real estate team. So I started as an executive assistant for a real estate team, meaning I basically answered emails. Quickly, the team leader realized I am in the wrong seat. I, did, I needed to get in a car and show houses and meet people and not be on a desk. 
So she actually paid for me to go to real estate school. Yeah. Paid for me to go because she knew I was going to make her money. And I did. I made her a bunch of money. So <laughs> my first six months, I sold 16 homes, which is incredible because when you sell that many homes and you actually are closing homes, it's, it's busy. You're busy. You're talking continuously. Um, and I really didn't know what I was talking about. I was kind of like just a saleswoman. I just wanted to get it closed so I can feel like Rick Ross again every time I got a commission check. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every time I got a commission check and it was more, at that time I was splitting my commission 50%. So yes, I'm doing all the work. I'm converting the lead. I am in the car. Sometimes I, at the time, lived in Powder Springs. I would drive all the way to McDonough, which is about an hour and 15 minutes away from where I live, <laughs> just to get paid. There's times that clients didn't want to get out the car. I mean, I would sit in traffic for an hour and 15 minutes, pull up on them, and they would be like, oh, the neighbor seemed a little weird, so we're not even going to look at the house. And you have to smile and be like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Um, maybe the next house. I only paid for my child to be at daycare for another right. hour to drive here. In to traffic. Lose money yeah, and, and you gas. don't even want to look on the inside? No. Um, so, geez, my beginning was a lot of that because the people that I was meeting as clients were first time home buyers. First time home buyers are fun, but they're scared of everything. Everything, uh, every thought. Is there snakes in the yard? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, is it a good school district? Is there, is there any molesters? Did you check? Have you got asked that yet? Mm -mm. Yeah. What's that list called? The offenders the list? Offenders list. Yeah, that's big. Um, so I had to figure out how to handle their stress. Um, and my stress in the beginning. And I was also still learning. So my team lead at the time held it down for me. But in the end, she was sitting at home and still getting 50% of my check. So it works out, but without that support system, I would not be able to survive six years later. Right. You know, I learned so much information off of her just answering the phone, having that mentor. And that's why a lot of agents fail because they're so worried about how big their check is instead of learning. So to me, your first year is an you just intern said a year. Lot. Say that again. That they're so worried about their first check, how big their check is, instead of getting a check. <laughs> so to me, I just looked at it as my intern year. Um, I was still making more than I was waitressing, and I knew I was learning and I was growing, and I enjoyed impacting, especially black people. Um, a lot of black people, especially in the South, to me, are scary. I'm from up north, and when I present to them their options, even right now, I have a bunch of sellers who can sell their house and have over $200,000 worth of equity, but they're scared of change. Um, but they'll call and they'll ask me a bunch of questions. Like, <laughs> so I can sell it and then buy something else, and then I just keep the money? Yes, yes. You, get, you get to keep the money, and all you did all you did was pay your mortgage on time. So 
I shouldn't say, I don't know how it is up north because I honestly never sold real estate up north, but I feel like in the south, they're skeptical of everything. Is this fraud? Are you telling the truth? I had a lot of people in my beginning um, tell me, you look young, I Googled you. Or I thought you was white. You sounded white on the phone. Do you get that? <laughs> <laughs> I've never found that. Because to me, you sound white on the phone too. Um, so yes, the beginning for me was definitely worth it. Um, I didn't make as much as the average top producer might make, but those houses that I sold my first year, six years ago, are the people that are calling me now. So the work that I put in then is still what's paying me now. Um, I had my first lead I ever converted has given me four clients in this past year. So four clients for me probably totals up to like $60,000, right? Right. So I think a lot of real estate agents need to realize that you have to have that beginning stage. A lot of it is a facade. Just take it in, you know, yes, you're new. Learn as much as you can. Learn, learn, learn. Listen. And granted, you may not do things the way a top producer or your team lead is doing it, but you'll find your way and yes that's good finding your niche you have to find it for it to work for you and for it to for it to be organic but that's the beauty of it because how you run your business and how i run my business may not be exactly the same but we're still getting the closing so our niche is what we did to get there right um but there's no roadmap Right, but you don't want to reinvent the wheel. So yes, there's no roadmap, but you also have a guidance um, and you just kind of put your own remix to it as you go. That's what I had to learn how to do because it was giving me anxiety. It's pressure. People have families and they didn't renew their lease and we got an inspection report back and their septic tank is 23 years old and has never been inspected. Septic tanks are huge in Georgia. Um, so they're Side freaking note, out. We're losing, we're, us, we're using a lot of terms that you may not know. So we are going to give you a term every day. Um, every episode. Or every episode so that you know. Yeah, because real estate lingo is a little bit different, which is also why it's great to have mentorship in the beginning because nobody says full sentences. No. All of our emails, all of our text messages are... Did you submit the EMD? Is it CC? Mm -hmm. um, can you send the SPD and LVP in the CAD? Right? <laughs> so you're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> um, especially being new. So no one teaches you that in real estate school. Real estate school, to me, was more to learn the law. Yes. Yeah, to learn the law. And you learn some of the laws, and you pass your test, and then you're just out here winging it. Luckily for you, you weren't winging it because you had me. And you capped. And I capped in my first year a month ago. Explain cap. So I receive 100% of my commission now. So I don't give anything to my broker unless it's FMLS. It's a small portion if your house is listed there, but I capped. Right. So when you become a real estate agent, you have to put your license with a broker. I can't just get my real estate license and be like, "Woo, I'm out here. Your broker has to hold your license um, and they're basically accountable kind of for you for what you do. 
um, and they make a percentage of your money. Depending on the brokerage is depending on the percent. You negotiate how you negotiate. Everybody's deal is different. Um, if I went to Keller, my deal would look a lot different than hers because she's new and I'm a, kind of a vet. I don't even like to say that. <laughs> um, so I can negotiate more because they know that I do this because my numbers show. Numbers don't lie. And um, when you cap, you've given whatever you negotiated with your broker, you've given that to them. So she has given them how much? 18000 She's given her broker $18,000 in the last nine months. So um, now when she closes on a house up until her anniversary day, um, she will get to keep 100% of her commission. So that is one of the goals as being a real estate agent, especially new. Um, it's really impressive to do that because the average real estate agent only sells six homes a year. Six homes a year. So think about that. <laughs> the average agent only sells six homes a year. So it's not anything of how it looks because if it was that easy, then everyone would be successful. I agree. It's not easy. But it's attainable. And it definitely feels good to win, doesn't it? <laughs> so uh, building your business. Your business. I cannot stress how important it is to build your business. Even while you're in school, start building your business. Get a logo. Um, start marketing yourself on social media. Take them through you studying for class. Make it just make it where people are interested in you and they already know your business. So if I could give anyone any advice starting out, start out branding your business right away. I agree. I'm little bit closes it. Everywhere you go with me, they call me little bit closes it. If you go to Target with me, the people at Target know I sell houses and I'm little bit closes it. A lot of my clients come from my son's sporting events. I've sold so many homes to basketball parents, um, and they know <laughs> that I'm a little bit closes it. One of the things that I did a few years back is I made t-shirts that said, I'm a realtor. Uh, know your worth. Do you know your equity? I'm approved. I made these little hats that said, I'm approved. They're so cute. But people will come up to me and be like, what do you mean? You're approved for what? And I would tell them I'm a real estate agent, which really works for you. Yes. Because she wears them. Um, and it helps her to say it without saying it. Um, I'm huge on being your own cheerleader. So I don't have a problem with shouting to the world that I can help you buy and sell your house. But some people do have that problem. I have a team of agents and a lot of people on my team are like, uh, I just don't feel comfortable talking to the camera. And I'm like, so you want these people to trust you with one of the biggest purchases they're going to make in their life and you're scared to talk to yourself but you're supposed to talk for them that makes zero Doesn't sense, make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um so for sure uh be your own cheerleader and say it out loud and the, the more comfortable you get the more cockier you you become with knowing hey i can get this deal closed Last but not least, we have more to come. So what we would like to share with you on this journey, not just real estate facts, not just what we're going through in the market, but how we get there each time. Um, we want you to be able to tune in 
and be like, yes, girl, say it. I understand how that feels. <laughs> I know what it's like to drive an hour and not get out the car. Um, I've had deals, checks that were supposed to be $30,000 that didn't close, you know? So you get excited and then it doesn't work out. So we want to be able to just share with you the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, we want you to relate and know that if we can do it, you can do it. I agree. Well said. Thank you so much for <laughs> tuning in and listening to our podcast, For the Love. I am Carolyn Mosley. My Instagram is carolynmosley.atl. And I'm Deandra Pruitt. My Instagram is at littlebitclosesit. Big surprise there. But wait, I wanted to say one more thing. Go. Why For the Love? Why are we naming our podcast For the Love? Because it's not just real estate. It's for the love of whatever you have passion for. So not only will we be speak, speaking about real estate, we'll also be speaking on some other things that inspired us, our day-to-day um, inspirations. But you have to tune in and listen to right. know what those other things are. We also plan on bringing on other entrepreneurs that do things out of the love. Um, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, like we said, we don't get paid for what we do and we're simply moving in love. Um, and in different industries, that may be if I'm a photographer, I might edit a little bit more for them just out of the love of me liking to edit, right? right? So we want to touch base on what we do and what you guys do, what other entrepreneurs do simply out of the love for it um, because that's what keeps us going when... We're not closing. Right. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. We hope that you tune in and listen, find listen. out that you love us for the love that we have for y'all. <laughs>